the top here in a Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Wadproof app. Wadproof recently launched a new program to help pro members improve their mobility and their range of motion while becoming a better overall athlete. It's called Wadproof Bionic. Uh, it tracks your range of motion and it sets up a very specific individualized mobility plan for you. I highly recommend checking it out. The show is also brought to you by X Endurance. X Endurance is a sports supplement approved by Informed Sport for Professional Athletes. Some of the best athletes I know take X Endurance. I highly recommend giving it a try. I think my pro favorite product is, it used to be called Extreme Endurance. I don't remember the name of it um, now, but it increases your aerobic capacity. It's really very unique and one of a kind for X Endurance. And there's a discount code in the show notes uh, in YouTube and our iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Back to the show. Christian. Today we have Christian Harris. Christian is a husband, father, entrepreneur, and CrossFit athlete. He's the owner of Move Fast, Lift Heavy Clothing, Move Fast, Lift Heavy Media, co-owner of Move Fast, Lift Heavy Training Gym in Long Island, New York. You've been to regionals five times, semifinals one time, technically like the same thing. You've been to the games once, should have been three times because 2022 went online. And then last year there were some complications and you were on the demo team 2019. Is that everything? Did I do my homework? I think you did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's kind of easy when you have your old like website, just go on there. <laughs> so thanks for that. What's up, Christian? Yeah. How are you today, man? I'm great. I'm great. It's a Thursday. It's international active rest day for me. Uh, so I just got done with a little bit of a swim and yeah, now it's time that. to pod. What'd you, I was confused by your, um, your Instagram post, your watch said 1850, but then you posted like 2000. What does that mean? You just didn't track one. I, yeah. I forgot to, uh, turn it on. Like the first <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I, I don't yeah. I, like, uh, since last March I've like been on the road, you know, on this little road trip and, um, I lost my garment <clears throat> probably in storage. I don't know where it is. But I used to hate when that would happen. I'd start swimming. And I'm like, damn, it doesn't even count now. Like yeah. all that work, nobody's gonna know. You know, like, <laughs> um, that's tight, man. Uh, you International Active Recovery Day is Thursday. Do you change that coming closer to the season? Because obviously, like um, regionals, semifinals is like three days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Do you change your programming to ramp up on weekends like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually. Starting this week, I changed my training schedule to having off on Monday instead of Sunday. Got it. So I would go uh, active recovery Sunday and Thursday, but now I'm going to go Mondays and Thursdays. Got it. Two, so nothing changes days. with Thursday. You just yeah, go. Thursday is going to be the same. Got it. Um, yep. If you were a character in any movie, uh, what character would that be? <laughs> I have really taken a a strong liking to Spider-Man from like a young age and like these new movies, they're pretty, they're pretty dope. They fire me up. So I, okay. I, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Are you metaverse Spider-Man though? Cause I see like he, he's more, um, stylish. You know, he's more <laughs> swaggy. I like the, uh, the new rendition that they have with, uh, Tom Holland. Like he's, he plays a good Spider-Man. Yeah, and I think it's like most people, because I grew up reading all these comics, you know, it was like, that's what we did. We went to the comic store, like when we were kids, you know, and obviously play sports outside and stuff, but we just went and bought comics with like a dollar or something. And so I've read so many different Spider-Man comics and like, 
when people get mad that there's new Spider-Man, I'm like, well, there's different Spider-Man in the, you know, like when you look at the history of these comics, there's like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. There's like the dark, you know, yep. like kind of maybe evilish Spider-Man. There's the um, kind of grown Spider-Man that pr- chases the girls and like, you know what I mean? There's different Spider-Man. So this yeah, one's like absolutely. The, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Tom Holland crushes it. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Um, he does a good job. Okay, so you're 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 Spider Man. Um, if you could, so I guess that would be what superhero you would be as well, then Spider Man. Yeah, why not? Let's let's go with it. Okay, um, if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Three words: hardworking and humble. Hardworking and humble. I was wondering if you were going to use that for two words or one word. <laughs> I mean um, we could we could go either way there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can use the um, and as a word or yeah. Know. Um what uh where do I want to go here? What is um your training look like? You know, actually let me let me let me rewind. You've done teams for a long time. Um, was there a point in time where you decided that you were going to like strictly be a teams athlete? Was there a reason why you don't do individual? Um, I've actually gone back and forth over the years, uh, started individually. And then when that whole grid league thing came about, I kind of got turned on to the team side of things. So after our first season of grid, um, I pursued a team with team dynamics. This is 2016. And then right after that year, I went back to individual. Um, and I tore my pec that year. That was the the pec tear year at regionals. Came back again, went individual, I think for like another one or two years. And then the last individual season that I had was when it was the last regionals. And then from that point forward, I kind of just said, you know what? I'm getting a little older here. I've got the experience. Um, let's roll with the team thing and, and let's see what happens. What do you think is more fun? Team, for sure. Is it because? Um, Go ahead. It's the training environment. Like you get to train with like-minded individuals that are going to push you day in and day out. Sometimes it could be a detriment because you're going a little bit too hard too too often. But um, it's it's always more fun when you're training team with people that you actually like. You know? Yeah, for, for sure. Um, and that can hopefully keep up or at least motivate you to keep up with them and vice versa. Um, yeah, we were just having this discussion um, a couple of days ago. We had like our first in-season official training session. And I was just saying like I haven't really had this dynamic since Dynamics back in 2016 um, training as frequently together um, as we did then. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of you were sort of forced into that, right? Because teams used to be able to, you could be on a team with anybody anywhere. Um, and now you have to be, they have to live, I think, for, I don't know, six months technically in your area or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure in the short term, that was kind of a, a bummer, but do you think it worked out in your favor now that it's forced you to like create an environment where you're training together all the time? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it is, you know, fun like being able to like try to attract a more high end type of, I guess, I don't know, audience or team just by like grabbing big names. Um, 
but there is something about being able to train with your teammates day in and day out that the chemistry is just a little bit stronger. Yeah. Or you can somehow be Annie and convince people to move to Iceland across the world. I mean, and- it's it's on my bucket list to go out there. So <laughs> yeah. um, I, I want to go there this things. year, but I'm like, I don't know when I would go there. But like now I just want to go there more because um, it's, you know, especially like meeting more and more people from Iceland or from that area. It's like, man, these people are all really cool. Like I haven't met uh, anybody from that area that hasn't been like in- extremely interesting. Yeah. And it's like, they live such a great quality of life. You know, the, the Icelandic natives, like they're very active people. They're very healthy. They're, they're into the, you know, health and fitness, nutrition, all that stuff. So. Yeah. I love it. Um, Christian, if, by the way, do you go by Chris, Christian, what do you most often go by Christian, Chris, CH? Probably Christian or CH. I would okay. say the only reason why I went with I am Chris Harris is because it's shorter. Like I am Christian Harris is a mouthful. Yeah. One more <laughs> and Christian syllable. Harris was already taken. So got it. Freaking yeah. Christian Harris, man. It's uh, a very I think common it's like a, name, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, when I Googled you, it was like a bunch of famous people named here or something. Um, yeah. Was I, I don't think he's in, I don't think he's in, uh, this, he's not IMDB. That's not him. So I had to find you. Um, <laughs> if you could uh, tell your life story in like two to three minutes, what would that sound Ooh. like? Ooh. Um, all right. Let's, let's go for it. Brooklyn born athlete from a young age, played every sport under the sun not in an organized fashion, except for baseball. Moved around a lot. Found my way to Long Island at about 14 years old. Continued to play sports, continued to adapt to different high schools. I went to three different high schools. Sorry, four different high schools. Tried football my senior year, which sparked a lot of who I am today, um, weight room, camaraderie, team. Um, ended up pursuing football throughout college. Also, I'll backtrack really quick. Met my high school sweetheart, who's my wife currently, Danielle. Um, and uh, played football through college, stopped with one semester left, I said, let me start working. Well, I started working and I said, I had enough of this commute. Let me start uh, putting some dollars in the bank. I started working for this place called Parisi Speed School, which is training athletes, run mechanics, um, working on their strength and conditioning, more from like an athlete, you know, traditional athlete side of things. One of my coworkers told me about CrossFit. I said, screw this thing. I'm not doing it. It looks stupid. Gave it a shot. Got my ass kicked. The next month, I was all in. I I had my level one at that point. Started working out at a gym and working at a gym within a month. Um, Fast forward uh, about two or three years, I get my first injury. Take some time away from competing and training. And I said, 
you know what? I kind of want to pursue the gym thing for myself. Opened up my first space. Within a month, I was closed down because my landlord partnered up with my partner that I'm with now. And we have our gym, Move Fast, Lift Heavy Training. It's gone through a couple of name changes. All while working and cultivating Move Fast, Lift Heavy, the brand. And co competed over the, the past 10 years or so. And I guess here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So many different places we can go. I want to go to that injury. What was that? What, what were you doing uh, when you tore your pack? I was bench pressing. At, this at was regional? At the, or you did the... No, this was... This was before the pec tear year. This was okay. at OC Throwdown. Uh, I don't know if you remember that competition. It was in California. And one of the events was the combine test. So oh. that, was, that was like a wheelhouse workout for me, playing college football. Um, I tested it prior, and I ended up getting like 21 reps on the 225 test. And when I did it that day in competition i got to about five or six reps and i felt like almost like a crampy kind of feeling in my pec I'm like all right like that's weird in. went yeah and then i went down and tried to come back up and then i just felt it go and at the time it was devastating um especially being in california you know away from home away from doctors and things like that that i'm familiar with and comfortable with um so I, I had no choice really but to kind of stay out in California for the duration of the trip, walking around with a, a sling on. And, you know, at that point, it was just spectator life. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. I tore my right, I tore my right pec, um, bench pressing as well, of course. Okay, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, I think it's inevitable when you do that way too much. Um, at least it was for me because I just bench press like three days a week for the first <laughs> first ten years of my like lifting journey. So, um, watched too much Dragon Ball Z. So that was like my eyes on the yeah, prize. I, right. I, I wanted a chest like those dudes. Um, yeah. I don't know if I ever reached it, but I know the torn pec <laughs> feeling. Uh, and then you, um, especially when we would, you know, like in Dragon Ball Z, their upper chest was crazy. It's the upper. So we'd do incline, and I'd just be like Dragon Ball Z chest. Like, <laughs> um. And then I would say that in the gym and people are like, what are you talking about? Like, don't worry about it. If you don't know about Dragon Ball Z chest, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> the, and then you tore it again at regionals or like was I that? It was a, okay. the other side. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so funny like, when I tore it, when I tore it at regionals, I'm like, oh, I just did that again. I wasn't yeah. as devastated, but I was also having like one of my best years in terms of like where my numbers were at um i was i think 16th worldwide that year in the open um so i, I was having like a very very good year up until that point yeah man what uh what was the movement that you toured on at regionals it was uh ring dips the workout was 2159 dumbbell snatch i think with a 70 pound or 80 pound dumbbell and ring dips. Yeah, I can, I just even before you told me, I just pictured 
ring push-ups or ring dips like every time i do those it just pulls the life out of my chest mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. super pumped, something you know in the mean? back like, of the head yeah it's um i don't even bench press anymore i like aggravated because you know when you start crossfit but you've got a strong bench when it bench day comes up you're like oh i'm coming i'll be there <laughs> like uh, <laughs> and it was like a three rep max bench or something like that and i was like feeling good i think it was i don't even know three 350 maybe 335 Damn. Um, third one it was yeah i mean you know when you got like short arms that's a big bench bro like i said you do it three times a week <laughs> no i did you know i competed in powerlifting and um and you know of course did bodybuilding competitively so bench was was a regular part of the regimen um i think at one point i don't think i know my max bench was 415 wow um, yeah that's but again, you know, it's like that was my you know, it was my one thing. Um, and so now it's irrelevant. <laughs> it doesn't even matter anymore. Um, and you think too, like, oh shoot, my chest is strong. I'll crush push-ups. But even on push-up days, I'm like fatigued, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it hits it's different. Um, but yeah, so I aggravated my chest doing that, I think 350 for three. And I'm like, I'm over this. Like, why am I even trying to bench heavy in CrossFit anymore? Like this that's like far above the one percentile. Um, for sure i could have stayed around like 280 and been one <laughs> won this workout or whatever anyways um you you mentioned uh your high school sweetheart how'd you guys meet obviously in high school but um you went to four high schools which one did you meet her in uh the last one okay. um so my high school career started in brooklyn at lincoln high school um and then at the tail end of that year, we moved to Long Island to a town called Brentwood. And in this town, Brentwood, they have a dedicated school just for freshmen. So I was in there for maybe two months tops. Then we went to like the main part of the high school. Uh, I was there for about a year and a half. And then I finished at Islip High School, small town. And that's where I met her. She, I, I mean, I wish I could let her tell you the story, but basically when I walked into, uh, into the building, I had my previous school's, um, baseball uniform on cause I was trying out for the team in the new school and she thought I was like there for a game. So she like saw me, was like nudging her friends, like who's this kid or whatever. And then the next day I showed up and like my locker was like across from hers and she's like, Oh, he goes here. And basically kind of like, that's how things got. That is adorable. That's like a cliche. Uh, You might as well be in the next Spider-Man movie, bro. (laughs) Um, Were you as cool back then as you are now? Like, did you have the same like uh, swagger? And you can be honest. I feel like I haven't really changed that much um, from a young age. Like I've always been pretty like a little introverted, um, but I've always had style and things like that. So I think people kind of gravitate towards that a bit. For Um, sure. So... Yeah, I yeah, I guess I just asked. I was cooler <laughs> when I was younger. I always reflect back. I'm like, man, I don't know how to get cool 
again like I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, don't I think know you're. What, I think you're pretty cool to me. You're cool to me. I'll t- thank you, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just like I look back at like my skater days and like you know I was like more. Uh, I don't know. I was. I look back and I think I was cooler. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe I'm. Maybe I was uh, lame. I don't know. Who knows? Um, actually, I don't think that I was. I was. I was pretty cool back then, you know. Um, I think it's still in there. <laughs> it's it's. I'm like it's in here. Maybe I just don't want to <laughs> let it out from time to time. Uh, too reserved. But uh, you you went to four different schools. Why'd you go to four different schools? Was it like did you guys move around or were you just getting in trouble? Yeah, I moved around a lot. Um, like relationship issues with my my parents, things like that. So. Um, yeah, always moved. So like from a young age, I've always had to adapt to situations, to people. I think it's one of the reasons why I am somewhat of an introvert is because like I've always had to like feel out situations and like I can't just assert myself, you know, I need to yeah. like feel out what's going on here. I mean, I've went to a lot of different schools, so yeah, put it that I- way. I feel that I went to mine's like the opposite. I went to five different elementary schools and then I <laughs> like settled in my middle school, high school, got to kind of coast through, which is convenient. I can't imagine going to four different high schools. Um, cause it, you know, it took time to build up a reputation. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, yeah, I feel you, but um, there was something about being the new guy. Yeah. That, uh, he plays sports too. <laughs> yeah. So, playing um, sports definitely made, made things a bit easier. Yeah, I didn't have that luxury. I was just like a, a skateboarder, um, you know, your friendly neighborhood uh, pot dealer, you know. So I, <laughs> that's how I um, became popular in high school. And I, you know, did really well in school, so that helped. But uh, I wasn't tall, dark, and handsome like young Christian here. <laughs> so, um, with my ba- I didn't have a baseball outfit to come to school in. Um, your, uh, what'd your parents do for a living? Um, my mom did like administrative work for like construction companies. So like office work and my dad, uh, was an electrician. Okay. So pretty, pretty blue collar. I mean, growing up, did you, yeah. did you have aspirations to do something specific? Um, because I don't imagine they pushed you into a certain role, right? Like, it's not like you had a dad that was a doctor. That's like, Christian, you're going to be a doctor. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, did you, did you I, want to I dreamed of being like a pro baseball player. Like that was my, that was my thing. I thought I was going to play baseball. Um, and then somewhere in high school, I kind of like my mindset shifted. And I think I, I grasped onto reality a little bit. And I don't know, that just, it just kind of changed. Yeah, reality being that you maybe wouldn't be an MLB player? Uh, no, I think that was still there like up until probably junior, senior year. But then I think what happened was I just got sick of playing baseball. And when I found football, it just kind of like it took over and that became like my big passion. And I just saw so much from it that I was able to relate with like again like the the camaraderie aspect the hard working side of things like 
you know, being in a weight room, being able to see your yourself improve mentally, physically. I think I really just gravitated towards that. And I should have stayed with baseball, but I gave it up. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think where you're at now is pretty, pretty freaking cool. Um, <clears throat> do you have a favorite or like a proudest moment from, from childhood? Um, got some deep questions. There's more. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's revisit that one. Yeah. Yeah. I got That's another one too. We'll revisit. Well, we can't revisit it if we haven't visited it in the first place. So I have another one that we'll visit <laughs> later. Um, you, uh, what's your favorite band, Christian? If you had to choose one artist to listen to the rest of your life, who would it be? A band. Or like an uh, artist. Or, yeah, a band or an artist. Or I don't know any other phrase. Something like that. <sighs> hmm. Well, let's start here. I mean, my, the- my, favorite, my favorite artist is uh, Kanye. Okay, so that's the best rapper alive, you would say? No, I don't think he's the best rapper, but I think from a versatility standpoint, being able to produce, write, rhyme, do all of it, everything under the sun, I think it makes his catalog of music very diverse. Yeah. So like if you want something that's super hip hop, like you can listen to like his early stuff. If you want something a little bit more electronic, you can go 808s and heartbreaks, you know? So it's, he's got a, a, a diverse catalog. Yeah. He definitely, he definitely does. He's got a diverse career trajectory in general and personality um, as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, who is the greatest rapper alive? Man. I mean, Drake's gotta be up there. Like yeah, I mean, like Drake, I don't think there's any. I don't think Eminem, there's any denying that. Lil Wayne, uh, who who all great? He, for, yeah, those three you just said, they're all great. Um, Kendrick, it's too, yeah. it's too. There's too many now, you yeah. know, to say who's the greatest ever. I think what you could do is maybe like put it by decades or something like that. You yeah, know, of like different. Who's the greatest dead rapper? Uh, Biggie for me. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, you probably biased though, just from being probably. A, yeah. Um, Honestly, I I never really listened to Tupac like that growing up. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I I like Biggie better. I think he was he flowed better. Like just you know, our, obviously our ears are yeah, our ears like different things, and I like listen. I just like listening to Biggie flow more than kind of like the. I don't know, like the aggressive gangster. I do love Tupac, but it was just more, um, it was just different. You know what I mean? It's like a different yeah. sound. Uh, so, no, I agree. What about, um, and most people don't know about like some of these, like Bone Thugs and Harmony. You play that in, in your car and people, most people are like, who's, is this new? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, if So Bone Thugs and Harmony or Boys in the Hood? Uh, probably Bone Thugs. Okay. All right. We're getting somewhere. That's all I got for now. We're going to we're going to get off the the rap track for now. Um uh have you ever if you were to not live in New York in Long Island, what part of the country would you live in? 
Another great question. Um, I've always loved California. Um, Day and night. <laughs> totally but, different. Awesome. But it's like if you're going to move, I feel like you want to move to kind of set yourself up for like some financial freedoms. And I think going down south would be a little bit yeah, more my speed nowadays. My mother actually just relocated to South Carolina. Um, and we took a trip during COVID to North Carolina. I was like, I could, I feel like I could live down here. Both are and, great. Uh, spots. It's it's one of the places that the wife and I agree on is the Carolinas. No, nah, dude, North Carolina is like I like South Carolina a lot too. I just I probably see you more in North Carolina. Um you got the mountains. The, there is a beach if that matters obviously but it's a little far if you like live in charlotte or something like that um sure. but man the, the area in that charlotte like um you know you got the big city charlotte right there you've got a major sports league you got you know nba nfl but then it's like you could live in a part of town where everything's five minutes away like you get like your little town vibes but the big city's not too far um you've got hills you've got mountains you've got trees it's great weather i like north carolina Clearly, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, yeah, it's it's great, man. I mean, it's funny. I'm I'm moving to Vegas, which is the total opposite of North oh, Carolina. Yeah. Um, but where are you, you know, at in your uh, in your trek? So I'm in Amarillo, Texas, right now. Okay, um, I'll drive like nine, ten hours to Flagstaff today, stay in Flagstaff, and then um, four hours to Vegas tomorrow. So I will be in my new apartment. Yeah, I was just gonna tomorrow. say you should be able to finish that out and. There's there too. Yeah. Um like today's the long day. As soon as soon as you and I are done here, grabbing my briefcase and walking out of this hotel <laughs> and uh getting back on the road, my freaking U-Haul yeah. trailer going 60 miles an hour. There's nothing more humbling than driving across the country and getting passed by every single person on the road. Yeah, that's that's gotta be yeah. something. You just gotta accept it. Yeah, you gotta like, take it. <laughs> if, if if only, you know. Um, but you got, I got like 8,000 pounds worth of stuff in this U-Haul cause I got like 3,000 pounds of gym equipment in it. You know what I mean? So got your whole I'm life just, in there. Yeah. I'm riding slow, homie. You know what I mean? Like just going, you know, 55. That's, a, that's a Kanye song. Drive yep. slow, homie. <laughs> um, who else was that? Paul Wall and Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Wall. Paul um, Wall. <laughs> you know, fun fact, actually like nobody knows this about me. Um, so I grew up in, in central Florida and, and like, uh, part of my upbringing is, was there was, you know, drugs and, uh, that type of stuff involved. And, um, I sold drugs. I spent a lot of time in the trap house as a kid and, uh, I had a grill and nobody, I forgot, I, I don't tell people this cause it never comes up, but now that I'm thinking of Paul wall, cause that was like that era, you know what I mean? Like yep, yep. Paul wall made it acceptable for white people to have a grill too. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so, like, I had two different sets. I would, I would wear them in the trap house because, like, I would pay my dues in the trap house on the regular every weekend. And so, um, I, had, I had one that was uh, all gold, all yellow gold, and then two open face canines. And then I had another one that was all yellow gold with uh, white gold, like diamond cuts on the canines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of grills, I'm having like a midlife crisis. I feel like I want to get a grill. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been on uh been telling the folks at Airwave to uh, to make make a gold grill. That would be dope. I mean like why or not? Gold Airwave, you know. 
Dude. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's people like you that brands get like this creative. Yeah. Cause I would never even think of that, even though I had one, you know, that's so, yeah. Genius. Um, I could see you with a grill hundred percent. Um, I just probably wouldn't do permanents. I'm not like a permanent grill fan. Yeah. 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 I mean, have but, you seen uh, this new thing though with the diamonds? Uh-uh. No. You put like, you get veneers, but you get like a diamond in your uh, canine. No, I have not just seen like that. A, just like a little, little touch of ice. Yeah. Like, just like, uh, <laughs> when you smile, people like, did, did like, bing, like, you know? uh, Joe, Joe Pesci in home alone. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> did anybody else just see that? Yeah. Did, did that shine? What was that? Something <laughs> in his mouth. Um, that's so funny, man. Um, Christian, did you have a, a nickname growing up or anything? Didn't really have anything until like, um, I'd say my first year of college. What <laughs> this was that? One dude used to call me Crisco because I was smooth like Crisco oil. Is what hey, he, there it is. <laughs> is the analogy that he came up with. So, side side thing that went on. Um, I used to rap. And uh, that was that was the name that I I used for a little while. I love it, man. <laughs> you know we need to get we need to get you and and Justin Kotler in a room. Have him do some R and B flow, some singing. You can do some rapping. Oh man, yeah. I mean that'd be some magic right there, bro. Oh, <laughs> and you you and you know Kotler really well because you're on Team Dynamics, right? Yeah. So that yeah. you guys you guys kind of go way back. We've got some um, vibes. I'm telling you, man, we get that would be that would be something to see, bro. Like a post <laughs> uh semifinals show at the local uh, you know, I don't know, blues bar or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll put it together when we get off this call. Right. Making, making some calls. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Some things happen. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a hero or heroes like growing up aside from Spider-Man? Yeah, my grandfather. Um okay. May he rest in peace. Um, he was a truck driver for the New York Times. Um, but he was just always someone there that was more of a father figure to me than my than my dad was. And um, you know, always had just great, you know, just life stuff, you know. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I'd say my grandfather. Something about people that age, I mean, like the the level of wisdom and experience from like that time, that era is so different, right? Like yeah, <clears throat> even just the quality of like, I don't want to say that, I don't know how to say this right. Just like men were different back then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I, like I'm not trying to offend anybody, but generally people were just more manly. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like just like stern and strong and like... The, I remember my grandpa, I don't remember, like, he was either saying, like, the funniest thing or, like, the smartest thing every and single that's, time. It's exactly the same. Like, he was, like, the one of the funniest guys that I know. And, like, I'm glad that my oldest son had the opportunity to to meet him and, like, have a couple of years with him because he used to make my oldest guy, like, cry laughing. Like, I have videos. I'll, I'm going to have to post it one of these days. Yeah, let's see it. That's cool. And you've got um, two boys? Two boys, uh, and 10 and one. six. 10 and six, okay. Um, 
that would mean that your bio I think needs says, to be updated. Yeah, eight and four. Um, <laughs> that's the worst thing about like a living, breathing public bio. Like, what do you check it every month? Like, I don't know how often I should change mine. You know what I mean? Like, that, I every mean, time it just I goes do to show you how do, the last time I checked it. So <laughs> yeah, um, you had short hair. Um, so uh, let's let's dive back into these. If you if you've had a chance to think about it, I'm going to circle back to that other question. But um, what's your earliest memory in life? One of my, how's the audio? Can you hear my wife in the back? I can't hear what she's saying or doing. I can just hear. But like, is it is it all right? Yeah, you're good. Do I need to do I need to close the door? No, nah, you're good. <laughs> all right. Um, one of the earliest things I remember is like my first birthday party. Um, I had like this McDonald's, like you know how how girls will get like the 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 kitchen. Yeah. Like the play kitchen. I had like the play McDonald's like fast food chain. (laughs) (laughs) It had like uh, plastic burgers and fries and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just remember being, yeah, a lot of people super loud, but that's like one of the earliest things I remember. Dude, your first birthday? My first birthday, yeah. I don't know anybody else that remembers one, age one. (laughs) Like, wow. Um, what was the toughest experience you can recall um, having gone through? And obviously, you can omit any of the, if it's too tough, you can do the second toughest or something like that. You know sure, yeah. Um, one of them was dealing with the loss of my grandfather. He passed from cancer. Um, and... It was like one of my first times like seeing someone like go from like you see them every day and then day by day you just see how the cancer just like starts to eat away at someone and and like really affects them. And, um, you know, to his last few days, just almost like a zombie, you know, Um and it happened quickly. And, you know, it's, that is definitely one of the toughest things I've had to, had to deal with. Did you use that? Um, I don't want to say use it, but did that motivate you in any way? Like, cause uh, you know, as we get older, it becomes more and more evident, like the frailty of life, right? Like how short life truly is and um, the impact we want to have on our kids or our, the people around us or the community or the world, you know, like did that, spark anything in you yeah a a couple of things one is just um like my legacy like what i want to leave behind um so it's something that what i do every day i'm trying to set myself up for for that but also longevity you know after seeing that it's inspired me more to I guess just like obviously I'm I'm a healthy individual, right? Like I, I compete in CrossFit, which isn't like a healthy thing, but I'm into fitness, I'm into nutrition and things like that. But I'm now over the past few years, I've been looking at things from a more longevity standpoint. So the things that I'm putting into my body, even from something simple like trying to not use 
tinfoil or coke on tinfoil. You know what I mean? Because of the metals that you're putting in your body. Like just try to make the conscious decisions to to be healthier and then trying to leave that imprint on my kids to, you know, learn about nutrition and so they can live fruitful lives as well. Yeah, that's good. And that's super important, man. I mean, I think um, <clears throat> our exposure to media is a double-edged sword, right? Because social media, uh, we, you and I can put anything we want on social media and it, you know, 20 for me, 23,000 people or however many on Instagram are actually going to see it are going to believe that because they follow me and they believe what I say most of the time. You know what I mean? And so yeah. on one end, it's like we have access to so much information that our parents and grandparents didn't have, right? Like they were using tinfoil. You know what I mean? Like they were, these things weren't, these were an afterthought. And if, it, if anything, they didn't have a choice. Um, and so now that we have a choice, it's, it's so interesting how our access to information allows us to leverage that to, to live longer, better, better, higher quality lives. Um, for sure. So yeah, my, um, you know, my, my, my grandpa died of emphysema, you know, basically lung cancer. And mm -hmm. so like, cause you know, in the Navy, this is freaking smoking a hundred cigarettes a day. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that was just like, so um, now it's like, we know, that that's probably not good for you, you know, like clearly yep. don't, don't do that anymore. You know, um, what, uh, what's the most trouble you've ever been in, in, in your lifetime? Were you, like, were you a trouble like, kid or were you like super well-behaved? No, I was, I was a good kid, good student. Um, my troubles didn't come until later. <laughs> no, I, uh, the most trouble was probably almost got locked up for drinking and driving but i didn't drink and drive <laughs> i dozed off okay yeah been so there. i had to like get out of the car do a sobriety test like and the cop was like still not having it so i had to like blow into the breathalyzer but i was fine obviously yeah here i am but Good. uh that was like one of the scariest scariest things right like anytime you're driving and you see lights flash behind you you're like come on what's going on here yeah you know um there was actually another one recently i was going to the gym it was a sunday morning it must have been 6 a.m no one's on the road i leave my house and i'm making a right onto main street which is like you know like your town type of street you know yeah but as i'm making the right i'm looking to my left and i'm seeing like in the distance a car that is just coming real fast but not fast enough that i can't make my right hand turn right so i make the turn and then the next block i make a left to get onto nichols road which is kind of like a, a freeway and this car is like it's gotten so much closer i'm like damn this person's flying so i make the left and then as i'm making the left they're like right up my ass so like i go to speed up and then two seconds later the lights come on and i'm like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> all I was doing was just trying to get out of your way. Yeah, yeah, and, I'm getting um, away from you, bro. <laughs> so I end up getting pulled over and I'm looking for my wallet. Don't have my wallet on me. This is also like during like pandemic times. Like I'm olive Weird, skin, yeah. like I'm 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 darker skinned, right? So like I roll my window down, keys out, put my hands out the window, like to show I'm not a threat. And uh, you know, long story short. I get let go, but 
I don't know how I got let go, but it was a good morning. Is that normal for you to put your hands out the window when you get pulled over? Is that Yeah, so law enforcement will say, like, if you're ever talking to somebody, if you have your hands, like, either on the steering wheel or, like, out the window, it just shows that you're not a threat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that's, like, a big thing that cops, like, if they're approaching a vehicle that's pulled over, like, you don't know what the hell's in, inside yeah. of there, right? So if you have your hands there, it just shows, like respect and and that you're not a threat it also shows that you know somebody in law enforcement yeah you know what i mean good start good start um christian what ethnicity are you Ooh, (laughs) what am i not yeah i I would say you're mixed i'm a mutt i'm a mutt i got uh an ancestry thing um for father's day like two years ago nice and Without having to pull pull up all the data, essentially I am majority Eastern European Jew, African. Like within the African, there's probably like five or six mini like segments of that. Yeah. Um. And then um, other other regions in Europe, which kind of makes up like the Puerto Rican side and um, a little bit of Cherokee Indian, like indigenous America. You cover it all. Are you, yeah. you have any Asian in you or not? No. <laughs> Can't have it all, man. Can't have it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I did. I took the ancestry thing and uh, <clears throat> of course I knew like I would have some English in me, um, some German, a little bit of Irish. But um, I had what uh, caught you guard? Spanish, so like, but like Southern Spanish, so really like white people Spanish. You know what I mean? Um, like Spaniards. Uh, okay, gotcha. Like, uh, cool analogy or cool comparison. If you remember the gladiator, he was a Spaniard. The Spaniard. You know what I'm yes. saying? So I'm yep, a gladiator, yep. basically. By um, <laughs> by, by no, uh, no. So I hit up my Spanish friends, and I'm like, yo, y'all got to invite me to like barbecues and stuff now yeah right i'm I'm in the family (laughs) so you know because like white people don't traditionally have like these big huge family things like like spanish people for example every spanish person i know like their birthday is like a big thing like Mm -hmm, everybody's mm -hmm. there they're dancing you know um i'm like you gotta my wife my wife is is she's half italian half puerto rican so i get i get all that yeah yeah this the italian side i mean like my nona, my dad's mom is 100% Italian. So like we grew up around that and that was just like, you know, if you, have you ever seen Godfather? Yeah. Yeah. So like just a, a smaller version of like that original birthday party or wedding. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? Like she like jumps around and sings and stuff like that. <laughs> um, rest in peace to Nona. But, uh, but yeah, so that hit up all my Spanish friends. I'm like, y'all going to invite me now. And they're like, well, you got to learn Spanish. I'm like, well, that's fair. I'll work on it. Um, you uh I told you, man, I jump around here, but you were at Wadapalooza. Why didn't you compete at Wadapalooza? Uh things just kind of didn't line up on the team side of things. Um it was supposed to be Easy Muhammad, Ethan Helbig, and myself. And um things were going good. And then I competed at the Spartan Games and 
one of the events at the Spartan Games was wrestling. Yeah. And I ended up dislocating my thumb oh. wrestling. So I couldn't like really squeeze or like hold a hook grip or anything like that. And I knew the qualifiers were coming up. So I told them like, I'm still down to do it. I'm going to talk to um, like, I know Dylan Malitsky and I was just going to see if like we could bypass the qualifier, but that wasn't the case. So we had to do the qualifiers. And like when I saw the first workouts come out, it was like deadlifts and like bar muscle ups or something like that. I'm like, there's no way I could do this like with my thumb right now. Um, So I told them like, I'm not gonna be able to do it. But then like two weeks later, Morning Chocolate posted something like elite team, Christian Harris, elite, easy Muhammad and Ethan Helbig will be at Wadapalooza. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And like, at this point I've already like committed to like not train and like, I'm going to go there for work with whoop. And, um, so I, I show this to, I sent this to Dylan and he's like, well, do you guys want to come down and compete? And I'm like, yo, if you would have just told me that in the first place, I would have been there, yeah. you know, the influence of media in sport. <laughs> um, you, uh, what's your favorite competition that you've ever done to date? Favorite competition. Um, I do like Wadapalooza. It is a fun one. Um, I'd say that. Okay. Yeah. It's always fun um, in the sun and I've always cool. done team. Yeah. Team looks, I mean, just watching the boys and watching thunder from down under, I mean, watching everybody really, but you know, they kind of lit it up. Did you yeah. have a little FOMO where you're like, Oh man, it'd be fun to be out there. A little them. bit, a tiny bit, a tiny bit. Yeah, to tiny be honest, bit. I didn't really get a chance to watch much of it. Yeah. You were working, um, you were grinding. Yeah. Being by the booth and like doing like little mini seminars and coaching and stuff like that. Like, it was yeah. hard to 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 spectate. Um, do you remember your first CrossFit workout? Um, fight gone bad. Ew. Yeah, that's like to date my least favorite CrossFit workout. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> ew. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Like, um, you know, CrossFit workout or hero workout? Um. My favorite of the most common ones, I'd probably say is like Isabel. Okay. Yeah. Um, 30 snatches for time. Yeah. I remember doing Isabel like my first week in CrossFit and, you know, I came in, I, I started doing CrossFit just let like just under three years ago, like officially doing it like only, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, And that was like the, one of the first workouts and like, you know, snatches when you're brand new in CrossFit, like not hook grip. Um, I'm strong as shit. So I'm just like muscle snatching five reps putting it down dying for 10 seconds picking it up i think i did it in like three minutes but i was like i don't think i did those right you know like, <laughs> yeah um and then of course i get better at snatches and my isabel time gets worse because i'm doing like the snatches Proper, right yeah. <laughs> so like it was like what i'm getting worse but i'm getting better and so now i i think it's probably a lot better now i don't know but um what uh in how is playing sports outside of CrossFit good for the development in CrossFit? I think one of the difficult things about CrossFit is that there's so many skills 
and things to try to get good at from a coordination standpoint that I think if you incorporate sports outside of CrossFit that especially you're not familiar with, it just kind of helps to build that mind body connection with coordination. Yeah. Coordination. That's a good point. I haven't really thought of it that way. It's like in sport, say football, basketball, baseball too, but not as much. You're, there's not really like a, you're constantly moving and like, yeah, like a three pointer is a three pointer, two pointer, two pointer touchdowns, touchdown. But like the way that you get a touchdown done every single time is like, can never be perfectly replicated. So like, that's a good point of being like adaptable to, to regular sport because in CrossFit you're constantly like they're introducing new movements. So you're having to string together two, three movements. You've never stringed together properly. And that's a good point. Um, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts about steroids in general, but in the sport? Um, like obviously not, do you approve? Cause it's probably go ahead. Answer the <laughs> well, I don't approve. Right. Um, and it's one of the reasons why we weren't able to um, compete last year at the games. One of my teammates tested positive for a banned substance. And it's a supplement called DHEA, which super, is like super common. Very common. It's not a steroid. A supplement. Or, no, yeah. not a steroid. Something that basically helps support your hormones. Um, so. Yeah, there's that, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not really into like that side of things. I don't really know too much about it, believe it or not. Um, but I know it's not good for you. And I know that if you use these things, it's cheating. And yeah. yeah. It's a really interesting topic and it's nuanced because in on one end, um, we could measure like, we could we could measure like genetic advantage by some people having a higher level of natural production of DHEA in their body. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then supplementing it to hopefully have that same advantage is is illegal. And so there's nothing we can do about genetic advantage. Um, some people have higher test levels, and of course that could be their diet, their sleep, all these other factors. Um, some people could have higher growth hormone production, and so it's like. In one play, in one area, uh, it's clear that taking performance enhancement drugs is not fair. But on the other end, it's like, well, some people are born with this. That doesn't seem fair either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so like really for me, interesting balance to 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 talk about. Yeah, like I think if you're taking something that is like it's gonna help the quality of your life like for example the the dhea right like i don't get what the big deal was and the the amount that was found in her sample was like 0.00 like something ridiculous um it's like the people that i guess if you're taking like the anabolic androgen like whatever yeah. <laughs> like it's it's that stuff you know yeah i think that's the that's the big yeah the I, big no-no I, I agree with you as well but it's like i agree if but and right because it's like there's so many other factors and i think that's why it's yeah. so black yeah, and white, you're right. you know? you're right. um 
like <clears throat> Alex just texted me and, you know, we we're talking about um, Alex, the producer, Soroka. Um, like if you have low testosterone levels, you know, maybe genetically, but the average range is 200 to 400, as an example, but you're in 150. Like if you could supplement a testosterone supplement to get within normal range, that doesn't necessarily give you a competitive advantage. Um, just gives you an equal playing opportunity. Sure. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's obviously we're not going to solve it on this call and I'm not, I'm not promoting it by any means. Um, it's just a really interesting and it's very nuanced. It's not as black and white, but unfortunately the rules have to be because it's very difficult to create like, uh, well, based on 0.01 to 0.07, it'll be this. And then based on 0.08. But it to seems like it is because if they're measuring to that finite number, it's like your levels have to be somewhere within yeah. that range. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think I'm not, a, I'm not an expert whatsoever on this, on the subject matter. Yeah. Neither of us are. So we could probably just we can bounce <laughs> off this. Um, what a couple other mildly controversial topics. Um, what do you think about mo the monster? Not the monster. What do you think about monster energy in CrossFit? Um, net good or net bad? Um, it depends on what standpoint, but I think probably good for the sport for sure. Um, I mean, a company like that with the amount of money that they have, like it can only be good for CrossFit. As far as the energy drink side of things, right? Like I think everybody knows that energy drinks are bad for you. Um, the, the chemicals that you're, you're putting into your body. However, I am slightly, I'm not going to say addicted, but I love caffeine and I don't hey, discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> caffeine so, is good. Okay, let's not. <laughs> if, uh, if I was to come across a monster, I'd probably drink one. If I had no other uh, caffeine source, you know, you so, yeah, yeah, source of caffeine. So, yeah, I bet caffeine's usually, or not caffeine, monsters usually my go to if I've, because I love coffee, love me some espresso. You and I, Probably on the same oh, yeah. page there. That's my jam. Every day on your story, I'm like, oh man, I need another one. Now. <laughs> um, but sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't really want coffee taste. You know, sometimes mm -hmm, I'm like, mm -hmm. I want something like refreshing, like a soda, but I don't ever actually want a soda. So I'm like, I'm gonna get a monster. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think everyone knows that the chemicals in there are arguably bad for you. We'll only know in the future. Um, mm -hmm. Most likely, not good. Well definitely not good for you. Um, but so they're either neutral or bad for you. And, uh, however, I don't think monster coming in and sponsoring athletes and supporting the games is going to influence anybody any differently. Like CrossFit is the largest fitness platform globally. If people are going to drink energy drinks, they're drinking them already. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's not like all of a sudden CrossFit disapproved of like sugary drinks. Like everybody's already eating their food and drinking their drinks like this doesn't change how people behave you know yeah i've been on a c4 kick lately c4 is good um, yeah. i uh i got off pre-workouts and stuff when i started crossfit because it was like just upsetting my stomach and i mean i would like blow up during a workout because my aerobic you know just coming from bodybuilding and powerlifting like i have no i had no aerobic ability let alone capacity like that wasn't even a word for me it was ability. So what for you? It kind of makes your heart kind of. Yeah, it would it would blow me up. Beating out of your chest. Yep, and also like I had to change my diet a lot when I started CrossFit because I was like 
Mr. High and Mighty with this perfect diet for years coming from the bodybuilding world, right? Like I thought I was on the perfect diet. And, but in retrospect, like it was a perfect bodybuilding diet. So when I started CrossFit, I was still consuming like 300 grams of protein, 150 grams of carbs and like whatever yeah, subsequent yeah. fat, you know, so like almost needed to flip it. Yeah, literally. And it took me a little while because it was hard to accept like, oh man, I'm gonna like lose my body, which in reality that didn't really, nothing happened. I lost like 20 pounds doing CrossFit, but that's because this is like my ideal body weight should probably be, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so like, dude, I would be, I would drink some C4 or something before a workout. And not only what I would, my heart would blow up, my stomach would blow up. You know what I mean? Because I'm eating 300 grams of protein at a day, taking Hell a pre-workout yeah. with like niacin and all those things. So like mid Isabel, I'm like, oh God, like I'm, I'm, I'm working out outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, like imams, I can take a block, I walk around the block right, real quick. Right. Um, no, so I had to, I had to switch that up completely. And now I just started adding back like, I'll drink like half of a pre-workout before a workout or something like that. Um, That's kind of like to, what I do. Like uh, if I have a can, like I'll drink half of it. And then we have a fridge at the gym. I just throw it in there. And then like the next day I'll finish yep. it off. Exactly. You know? So once you get started, you don't really need help. But sometimes it's just like getting started, like getting that. That's it. That niacin vibe too, where you're like, let's go. You know, like you just that, like that little bit I'm of ready to work out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like a trigger. You know what I mean? It's like, it's time to get to uh -huh. start you know um i got a lot of uh a lot more questions but i, I don't want to wrap this up maybe in the next 10 15 because i know you got stuff to do today so um i do actually have to take my dog to the vet hey yeah well uh yeah is it sim you good for like 10 more minutes or you got about yeah 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 okay 10 cool. minutes is good um let me look here uh if you could put anything on a big blank billboard for Everyone in everyone in Long Island or everyone in the world to see. What would the billboard say? Mm. FBGM. Hold on. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm just so happy that I got it. Like I'm still. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm still a little cool. I remember. Yeah, see, you're you're cool. You're cool. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking of your your website at first. Like the um, is it uh, work hard, stay humble, be kind? Yeah. So I was like, that ain't it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the opposite. <laughs> yeah. The total opposite. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, other than that, what would it say? Um. Probably that. Work hard, stay humble, be nice. Yeah, be nice. I, I got it right there too. Back work cards. Uh, you can't see it because of the mic, but that freaking mic, man. Um, what if who's person or I guess team to compete against? Favorite person or team to compete against? Mm -hmm. Um, I used to like competing against my buddy. Uh, Jake Marconi, you know Jake. Who's Jake Marconi? Now we had Jake on last week. Yeah, you know my buddy Jake. Yeah, I like Jake. Best, best hair in the game. Good, good throwing down with him when I got to throw down with him a bunch of times. Yeah, I like Jake. I got Jake to, uh, I got to spend some time with. That's when I met you at the games. Yep. Um, we basically like were throwing down for about a week or whatever, and uh, just always good, good vibes, good energy. Yeah, I like Jake a lot. 
He's a great coach too. Not only a great athlete, he's a really good coach. Um, <clears throat> a couple rapid fire. Uh, summer or winter? Summer. What's your favorite number and why? Twelve. It's my birthday. Number. Okay. Um, favorite cartoon as a kid. Probably Bugs Bunny, like all the Looney Tunes <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. If, uh, if you could talk to animals, like all animals, or understand every human language, which one would you choose? Uh, I've been saying that I want to learn French, but if I had to choose an animal... I guess dogs. No, yeah. no, no, no. You can talk to all animals. Oh, you can talk to all animals. Oh, I got you. I got you. Talk to all humans. Oh, now I get it. I guess the humans. Probably more practical. I talk to, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, kind of left field here. Did you read Brian Friend's article about... Um, sort of changing the pay structure for prize purses? Uh, comparing it to golf? Yeah. Was it that? Yeah, like sort of like... I don't first, think I read up on it enough, but if you can give me a quick... Yeah, so basically um, top three takes like 90% of the prize purse typically in CrossFit competitions um, with like first place being close to 50%, second place being like... 25, 30% and third place being like 10 to 15%. And then everybody else is kind of a trickle down one, 2%, 3%. Whereas golf, like first place gets like 35%. Um, So it's just more evenly distributed. uh, Although it's still obviously in favor of first, second, third down to the, to the bottom. Um, What do you think about that? Would you, you know, would you like to see it more evenly out or is it more or less like win or don't, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's nice to, uh, spread the love a little bit, especially for most athletes. Like a lot of them don't have like crazy sponsorships that are going to be anything substantial to pay for, you know, their entire game stay. Right. Like it could end up costing a lot of money. Um, so I think by doing that, it definitely makes it a little bit more worthwhile. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, when you get to the top, there's this arc where like you get to the top three or top five and then you get the best sponsors because you're in the top three or top five. And if you're at yep. five to 10, 10 to 20, it's like not only do you not get anywhere near the same prize money, but you're not getting the same sponsors. So it's like it's self-defeating almost like you get to that the top of the arc and it's it's bombs mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. But when you're, you know, it's like you get to kind of like hang here for a little while until you win first through third. And yep. then you can you can take off. So I, I agree. Um, I like Brian's article a lot. We changed uh, the price purse around the Zalos games. Not that it's a quarter million like Rogue or anything crazy, but um, just to be more equitable. Um, it made sense. I like I liked it a lot. Um, if you uh, if you were going to measure or how much of success in CrossFit in your experience or in general do you think is hard work, and how much do you think it's genetics? Um, like if you were going to give it 50, 50, 60, 40, like draw it on a pie graph, what do you think? Hard work or genetics? I'd say that's tough. 
my gut, I would say 70-30 hard work, 30% genetics. Yeah. That's great. Um, are you a reader, Christian? No. I think last time we spoke too, we 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 touched on this a little bit. And the last couple of podcasts that I've been on, we've spoke about reading and I'm saying, oh yeah, I got to get on it. <laughs> I need audiobooks. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll uh, when we get off, I'll I'll message you some some there's so many fire audiobooks, honestly. Um, I'm more of a reader. I like text, but every once in a while I'll come across a book where I'm just like, no, nah, I'm gonna listen to this one because it's either the way that it's recorded, um, or just the content. Like I listened to Shoe Dog because it was it was a someone telling a story. Um, I think I might have been talking to you. Like I have Shoe Dog, the audio the uh, the actual like I bought it on yeah. iBooks or whatever it's called. But I haven't gotten into it just because it's I got to sit there and read it. I can't. Yeah, it's like eight hundred pages too. Yeah, um, I, I would listen to it. It's so good. And as a, as an entrepreneur, but also an athlete, you would be motivated because it's kind of like that's the story of Nike. You know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, which is why, it, like, if I had an audio book, it would be just like an easy transition. You know. Yep. I got um I got a few that I really like that the just the way that they read it instead of just some boring guy reading a book it's like it's interactive. Uh, sure, so send couple. it my way. I will. Um, last but not least, Christian, what's your advice for someone uh, wanting to start CrossFit very early on in CrossFit? What's your, what's your best advice for someone how to get good? For how to get good. How to get good. Um, can't get good without the foundations. So in the beginning, especially technique, 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 you don't have to like bury yourself every session. Um, that's one thing that I wish I would have known from the beginning. Like you don't have to like three, two, one, go and like hit the send button every single time. Um, I think most people in the beginning will get the most bang for their buck out of learning the learning the foundational movements and techniques uh, with their lifting, especially and and the gymnastics, and then I think what a lot of people don't do enough is build their aerobic engines, and they end up burning themselves out, and that's why they end up getting injured or whatever the case may be. They try to do too much too soon, too fast too soon. Yeah. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's great advice. It's a, journey. it's a journey. It is a journey. And if I think if you look at it um, and more of a long-term journey uh, versus like, I want to make it to the games in nine months, then you'll have longevity and you can actually probably reach some of these crazy goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's people that want to like get good in one year and compete, you know, just because they see these teenagers or something like that. Then it's like, then they tear up everything because they're trying to do seven sessions a day. And, exactly. Um, so that's great advice, Christian. Hey, man, thanks for being on the show today. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely. Um, you've gotten to know a little bit more about me than I think most people <laughs> even know. That's kind of fun. Um, but no, it's been great getting to know you, man. Uh, so I appreciate yeah, man. Your time I appreciate today. the conversation. It's been good. I love it. Likewise, bro. Um, so until next time, uh, thanks for being on the Athlete Stories podcast. Everybody, this is Christian Harris. You can learn more about him in the show notes. Uh, you can find him Instagram. I am Chris Harris. His little name is in the, 
the bottom here. Move fast, lift heavy, gym. Move fast, lift heavy, media. Move fast, lift heavy, apparel. Um, thanks again for being hey, on the and show, listen, yeah. if you guys want to do what I do for training, you can hop on board. The Train with CH program, it's my exact program. Basically, I do a week's worth of programming, and then I modify it. I'll put some tweaks in there, put my results in there, give you some advice on the workouts. Um, and yeah, you guys can follow along with exactly what, what I'm doing for training. What's the website for that? Train with? Uh, for that, it's mflhtrain.com. Thanks again, Christian. Um, have a good rest of your day, man. Good luck at the vet. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you sooner than later. Absolutely, bro. All right, bro. See you.